Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. And today we're going to talk about what? Imputation. Imputation of righteousness and unrighteousness. This we said last week that it cannot be done. God does not permit that and it will not work. But let's put it this way. God can do whatever that pleases him. We all know that. He is God. He can impute his righteousness unto somebody if he wants to do so. But God has chosen not to do so. Because he's the author, he's the finisher. And we say that in between, in between, he wants us to do something. That's a choice issue. The if factor. If you do this, my son or my daughter, then I will finish it and do this. None of us can ever start the rest. He's the one who gives us the grace to start. But he expects us also to do our own part. Then he will finish it. It's like somebody, you send somebody to school and he goes out there and says, my dad has sent me to school and paid all my money. Then for me, I just have to fold and cross my legs and the degree will come. It will not come. In between, that must happen. God never even imputed his own righteousness to his own son. His only begotten That was surprising. His only begotten son. In fact, Christ told us that. That he said, Father, you know, I am just your son and you're my, my father. Go ahead then, do what? Do something for me. Let's, put, let's, let's look at this scenario right now. Read me John, please, 5. 26. John chapter 5, verse 26. Yes. For as the Father has life in himself. The Father has life in himself. Listen to me, yes? So has he given to the Son to have life in himself. Uh-huh. And has given... That's, that's all right. The Father has life in himself. And he has given the Son also life, right? In his own self. They are one, all right? Remember they are one. Because people tell us that Christ is our righteousness, but they don't understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God, what God is trying to say. Our righteousness is in Christ. If we do what Christ has commanded us to do what? To do. That means like the, Christ is one with the Father because Christ does what? And up to now, sitting on the throne, obeying the Father. That's why it's one. If not, it's contrary to the Father, and that will not work. So that's the essence. He said, look, the Father has life its own. Father, give me one. And there's something which I want to let you write. Read me John 17, please. 4 to 5. John 17, 4 to 5. Yes. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now... Now, let's stop right there. God bless you, my sister. Sorry for interrupting you. This is the Lord Jesus Christ that came and set examples for who? For us. And he told us, look, even as I came here, I came to do the will of my father. If you look at John 5.30, he said, I didn't come to do my own will. I came to do his own will. The father sent me. You know, father, even though you sent me and you're one with me, your righteousness is not put on to me. I came, I did your work, and I finished it. Now that I've finished this work, it's now, Lord, my father, you can now what? Glorify me. Keep reading. You see, not before that. 
not coming to the world after the first day he was born. He said, you know, one time I'm already in heaven. That's what all these detractors, all these feel-good doctrine preachers, all these people, because of covetousness and money, telling us it's all well. It's all well. Everybody, you're already in heaven. We're not in heaven. You must be on that highway of righteousness and holiness. You must follow it to the end. If you don't, you will lose your crown. And I will show you where everything is right now. See, go on, go on, my dear. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, mm -hmm. with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. There was a glory before the world, but the Father sent him, what? To the world. Go and do something, my son. The son didn't cross his hand and said, you know, because my father and I were, were one before, so everything's okay. He came and said, I have done what he told me to do. Now you can go ahead and glorify me. Let's, let's, I want us to make sure we understand what the Lord is talking about there. Then, that's why he told us, there's a highway. There's a highway you must follow. It is straight and it's so narrow. And whoever does not follow it will not see me. We saw that in what? In Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Yes. Enter you in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that mm -hmm. leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, mm -hmm. and narrow is the way which leads unto life. And few there be that find it. And few there be that we have found it. There is grace. Listen to me, please. Let's get this now. Grace, you see, the author and finisher in between. There is grace. Yes, without grace, we will not even, even see the way and the highway. But he said what? Did you say enter what? By the narrow. Who, who, who is it commanded to enter? Those who, will follow him. Those who will follow him. Not for Christ to enter the highway for us. Are, are, you, are you following me now? Please just get to this argument now. He's not the one saying it. But let me ask you this before we cross actually what we did last week, before we get into it. Why is it difficult for some of us to actually take this highway? There are two things. Can you tell me? It's not what? <laughs> Number, God bless you. Number one, we're not willing. We're not willing. My beloved sister, I understand what I'm saying. But going to school, was that convenient? Most of what, I mean, women have had children. Was that very convenient? But we, see, see this, the willingness is the issue to do it. And then the second one, he told us why the second one, why we're all being misled. Right? Read me 15. Matthew seven fifteen. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That's where he started going, telling you this is the way to be careful. Because you know one thing, I can sit down here and tell you it is okay with all of us. Everything is okay. And we clap. And Father can come up and manufacture all sorts of wonderful things that will make you clap whenever I say one word. And then it's of vanity. Because why am I saying it? I'm saying it so that it will please you. And when it pleases you, you give me what I want. And then the end, I'll go to hell. Because you see, I'll answer for every soul. That is led and mislaid. I want you to know that right now. But last week we, as we said something. 
that questions have come. That's unbelievable. Many questions have come up, and it is great. And people are dancing, in, and that will set us free. I said here, there is no what? There is no generational cost. There is none. I pray that people, in, especially in developing countries like Nigeria, are listening to this. There is no generational cost anywhere. From this very moment, all those ritualistic deliverances are worthless. They are only there to take people's money. There's only one way you can be set free. There's only one way you can be set free is to know the truth. When you know the truth, knowing the truth is not hearing it with ordinary naked ears. It's doing it. And then when you do that, it will set you free. Let us look at some scriptures right now. We always want to make sure we read what? The scripture of God in totality. The whole content. Look at it and read it and figure it out. Let's go from Exodus 20, right? My brother, uh, Brother Sago, brought this up last time. Exodus 20, let's go from 5 to 6. Or 5, 4 to, 4 to 5. Go ahead. Exodus 20, 4 to 5. Yes. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, mm -hmm. any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Mm -hmm. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Let's stop there. Of those who hate me. Do you see that command there after me? Huh? Yes. That statement is not over yet. Please listen to me. We're gonna, you will see where God, because of misunderstanding and misinterpretation and misapplication of what God said, then you know what? In, the enemies of God have used this thing continuously, and God continued to warn and warn and warn. Get away from this. That's not my commandment. You see, let's speak it right now. He said, I will, those who hate me, as long as anybody continues to disobey God, he hates God. And that person is cursed. It does not make a difference where and when. Okay? But he goes further. Read me six. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Anyone who loves me. Remember, he told us, in Proverbs 8.13. That actually what? That the fear of God is to depart from evil. And then he came down in Ecclesiastes. You see Ecclesiastes 12.13. He said, you know one thing? This is the whole duty of man. If you will fear God, that's love him and obey him. If you do that, there is no cost whatsoever. Whether you were born, how do I say it? Maybe in a family that is the most, the eight, I mean, even the worst family that worship idol in all the days of their life. There is no cause. That's what God is trying to say. But the people pick it up. The Israelites keep it up and keep missing. He said, look, how am I going to explain this to them for them to understand? Read me Deuteronomy, please. 24, 16. This is still God. We're going to take it all to Revelation. Deuteronomy 24, 16. Yes. Fathers shall not be put to death for their children. Nor shall children be put to death for their fathers. Mm -hmm. A person shall be put to death for his own sin. For his own sin. It's an individual sin. God is a just God and cannot visit the iniquity of anyone on any human being who decides to do his will. 
God is such a just God. So in Deuteronomy, he comes back again and said, look, I explain it to you one more time, but they did not even pick it up. We still do not understand it. Read me Job, please. 19.4. Job 19.4. Yes. And if indeed I have erred, my error remains with it me. It remains with me. I am the one to worry about it. Not my children. Listen to me carefully, Ryan. Can God punish a, human, a man and his family? Yes. He's God if he wants to. But I'm saying, ordinarily, that God is a just God. Does not want anybody to perish. So anyone who loves him and obeys him, that person is not under cause. And yet, because the misapplication, God goes one more time. Give me Jeremiah 31, 30, please. So that you can answer anybody. When they bring all this nonsense about it's a generational cause. If anybody has a generational cause and claims to be in the body of Christ, is he not a liar? Is, it, is the person, anyone in the church, listen to me, if anyone is in the church, or say he belongs to a church, whatever it is, and still there's a generational cause, that person means what? The person is not free. That person who is not free because he does not know the truth. And that is what is wrong with 99% of all people in churches. We go to church, but we don't know the truth because we don't live the truth that should set us free. Because he told us one thing, even if I thought look at 2 Corinthians 3.17. He said, well, those who are, he said, this God is a spirit. And where the spirit of God, where the spirit of God is, there is freedom, there is liberty. In other words, there is no more bondage. See, but where the spirit of God is not, then there is what? God bless you. Do I have that thing to read? read for me, please? <laughs> Jeremiah 31, 30. Yes. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Mm -hmm. Every man who eats the sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on earth. Remember the sour grape? The children of Israel were still going through and said, oh, the father had eaten what? No, the father had committed sin and the children now are responsible for it. And God said, no. Look at Jeremiah. Everyone, whatever, if you eat if you, iniquity, then iniquity is what you follow. Not your son. It doesn't work that way. But still, there was a misunderstanding. And God goes about it and said, well, no one thing. I'm going to really forget about the old covenant. They kept breaking it. I'm going to establish a new one. In this one now, which I will establish, I'll write the law in their heart. Nobody will come and teach anyone about generational cause or trouble anymore or confuse them. And they still do that back home and everywhere, confusing everybody. Manipulation, deception, and lies for whatever they can get. And God said, if you stop right there, continue with Jeremiah 31 to 34 then. Okay. Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. Yes. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, mm -hmm. that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, mm -hmm. which my covenant they break. They break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, mm -hmm. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. Mm -hmm. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Now let's do that. If you have time, 
You can always look at the Hebrews 8, 10 to 12. The same thing. Same word. So it is not like this is an Old Testament. The same word going. But when actually was this new covenant fulfilled? I'm asking. When Jesus came, from the day that Christ came, can anybody tell me anywhere in the gospel of Jesus Christ where the national cause was mentioned? So why are we bringing, we call ourselves Christians, right? We are Christians. And but who is a Christian? A Christian is the one who is a follower of Christ. Maybe the problem we have that we have so many people called them Christians, but they are not Christians because they are not following Christ. Because if they follow Christ, then you see where he said what? In John 8, 32. He said, look, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Then he goes in 36, he says, you know one thing? Whosoever the Son has set free. It's free indeed. But we still, in our churches everywhere, we say, no, no, no. We're not set free yet. It's generational cause. My default, all those spirits coming in and pursuing me. As if we are the only one that we have spirit. Yet, in America here, the spirit doesn't pursue them. But it pursues us, Right? Every minute. But let's just, let's, no, this is the truth. This was fulfilled in Christ. And the scripture told us one thing. In Romans 8, 1, it said, look, all those in Christ, there, there is what? No more condemnation. But, you see, they will tell us that in churches and they stop. They will not complete the scripture. Because it said, those who walk in the spirit. In other words, the Spirit is leading them. Because if you look at Romans 8, 14, it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, those are the children of God. But if you look at Romans 8, 9, it said, well, if you don't have this Spirit of Christ in you, you're not of His. So you can just be there and wasting your time in church. You're not of His. So that cost may still be there, whatever cost me. What is the cost there? My own iniquity. Not what my father has done. Forget about that. I'll be judged. Everybody will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And what? Render account what he has done with his life. Not what my father has done. At, or my father did before. Do you understand that right now? So now, after all that, look at how the Lord labored so much. After all that, yet people will not listen. As they don't listen up to now. Then he goes to Ezekiel again. 18. I don't need for, Let's read it all. Because... Whatever time, 1 to 20. Ezekiel 18, 1 to 20. Yes. The word of the Lord came unto me saying, again saying, What mean you that you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying, The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge? Mm -hmm. As I live, says the Lord God, you shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Let's stop there. When you have time, read all. But go to 20. Because I want that. we read this last week also. Ezekiel 18.20. Yes. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Do you hear that? Is it, go on. Neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him. And the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. It shall be upon him. And if we go even to the New Testament, you see so many things there. Read me Galatians 6, 5, please. Galatians 6, 5. Right. For every man shall bear his own burden. Every man shall bear his own burden. But if you continue, you go to 6 or 7. We're not going to do that. You see why he's saying what? He said, look, whatsoever a man sows, not what my father sowed, 
Whatever a man sowed, he shall reap it. As that's how God is. See, so I, I can just go on and go in many different directions and let you know there's no generational cause. If you, anybody wants to continue that way, he's in bondage. Because it's our problem, like I said, because is that we don't know the truth. We pretend and deceive ourselves thinking we know the truth. We go to church and we think it's enough. But understanding him, because he told us one thing, unto you, unto you, all of us that are called by him. Oh my goodness. Read me Matthew 13, 11. Matthew 13, 11. He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. but to them it is not given. Or to them it's not given. And when Christ came, he told us one thing. Anyone who hears my voice and keeps what I have commanded, he shall never taste death. There's no cost. He will see eternity. Right? Where is it? John 5, <laughs> 24. John 5, 24. Yes. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. He shall not come into condemnation whatsoever. Now, this is a problem. He who hears my voice, I have not had his voice if I don't, what? Obey it. That's, I want to let everybody know that. If anyone hears it and obeys, then he said it will never come condemnation anymore. But something that the Lord was asking me, I said, well, what of 25? You have 25 there, right? Yeah. He was saying something. Can anybody tell me what the Lord was saying? Can you read it? John 5, 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Who is the dead? The believer who died? That's, that's what I thought. Pastor, that's what I thought too. I thought it was those who are dead in the grave. Dead in the spirit. Yes, dead in the spirit. As long as I don't know God, I'm dead. Remember he said the wages of sin is what? So, but we look at it and say, oh, then, when is he going to just say something to the dead? Of course it's God. If he wants to, that's what happened. But he's talking to you. And the hour will come, and now is that hour. If you hear the voice now, you will. You will exactly. Are, are, we, are we all together in that one? So if you have any question on generational cause later on, we can deal with it. There are more scriptures, but I don't want to get into that. But there's no generational cause. There's no imputation whatsoever of any liability. You're on your own. Is it you, you are just right on your own? Read me first. Second Corinthians five ten, please. Second Corinthians five ten. Yes. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. In his what? Not in his father's body. Are you with me? Okay. According to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. And you know, they claim, they always tell you that Paul said that uh, works is irrelevant, right? Well, this is Paul saying, whatever you did, whatever deed you have, that will come. But let's finish with that now. If you have any question on, on what? On generational cause, then we can also answer it. But the next one that come about is sanctification. You know what they tell us? 
Read me Romans 5 9, please. Romans 5 9. Yes. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Being now justified by his blood. You know what I hear everywhere? That we've been sanctified. Therefore, there is no other need for righteousness and holiness. That's what the, that's what the feel good preachers preach. And that's the reason why we go about shouting, blood of Jesus. Every time, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. I'm not saying don't shout. I think we're online now, please. You can, you can shout the kingdom comes. It is of no consequence whatsoever, except you have drank the blood. If you have not taken the blood, you know, drink that blood and swallow it. He says one thing, except those, if you want to follow me, take up your cross and follow me. If you don't have the blood in you, how can you plead the blood when you cannot plead what you don't have? Are you, are you, are you, are you with me? Okay, everybody looking at me. You cannot plead what you don't have. Are you with me? Leave me John 6, please. 53 to 56. John 6, 53 to 56. Yes. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of you the must, Son of you Man. You must first of all eat it. Go on. And drink his blood. Yes. You have no life have in no you. Life. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed. Mm -hmm. And my blood is drink indeed. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me and I in him. He that eats my flesh. He that keeps what I have commanded. Everything that I have commanded. Whoever obeys me, he has me. Revelation 30, say, Behold, here I am knocking at that door. If you will open, I will come in. And not only that, if you obey, my father and I will do what? We will also come in. Read me John, please. 14, 23. John 14, 23. Yes. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, mm -hmm. and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. You see, then we'll come in and make our abode and dwell in him. And he tells us that whoever said he abides in me, let him also walk the way I walk. And this is the only way to abide in God. Obedience. Give me first John, please, three twenty-four. 1 John 3.24 Yes. And he that keeps his commandments dwells in him, mm -hmm. and he in him. And hereby we know that he abides in us. That's that how he abides in us. That's how we can just then claim and say, blood of Jesus. I'm not saying, please understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying, don't call blood of Jesus. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we just say, well, we are justified by the blood. What do you mean by justified by the blood? If you don't obey the blood. If you don't drink it. When you drink it, then that's when actually you can call upon him, he will answer. Didn't you say that in what? Read me John, please. 15, 7. John 15, 7. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
If you abide in me and my words abide in you, yes. you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me, my words abide in you, then call on me, I will answer. Let's all get this one right now. Sanctification. What is sant to sanctify? Is to set apart to God. This is set apart to God. God doesn't set apart anything. God will set apart and say, these are my people. But this is the way they can be one with me. And he told us that even in Exodus, right? 19.5. Exodus 19.5. Yes. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, mm -hmm. then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above yes. all people. For all the earth is mine. Above all people, you shall be mine because you keep my covenant. Now, you know what somebody told me, which is completely true, but they don't understand the spiritual mystery underlying it. Someone told me, said, but it's God who sanctifies. Of course, it's God who sanctifies. But God sanctifies what? Who? Let's put it this way. Those who are willing to sanctify themselves, God will sanctify them. I'm going to show you something right now. Okay? I'm going to show you something. God tells us, I'm God that sanctifies you. Read me Leviticus, please. 22, 32. Leviticus 22, 32. Yes, ma'am. Neither shall ye profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord which hallow you. And the word Lord who hallowed you, if you look at the James, it says, who sanctifies you. But then, you see, when does the sanctification come? <laughs> Pastor, thank you. God, God bless you. See, he said it here, I am what? You shall not profane my name at all. You shall keep whatever I tell you to do. Now, the same thing Paul said. He said, the spirit sanctifies. Alright? Romans 15, 16, please. Romans 15, 16. Yes. That I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, mm -hmm. that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Sanctified by the Holy Spirit. It's God who sanctifies us. But it's the word of God, the truth of the word of God that sanctifies us if we obey it. It is the truth, the word that sanctifies us. Because Christ told us the same thing. That the word of God is the truth that sanctifies those who obey the truth. John 17, please. 17 to 19. John 17, 17 to 19. Yes. Sanctify them by your truth. Do, your, please listen carefully. God bless you. Sanctify them by your truth. Your, yes. Your word is truth. Mm -hmm. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. For their sake, Christ said, I sanctified myself. He didn't say the Father sanctified me already. Don't worry about that. I'm already in heaven. That's what they tell us. For their sake, I sanctified myself. But why would God, Christ, be asking the Father to sanctify his apostles? Give me the same thing. John 17, 6 to 8, please. John 17, 6 to 8. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. Mm -hmm. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your they word. They have kept your word. 
You keep the word, the word will sanctify you because the word, what? The word is God and is the spirit of God. When you keep that word, it sanctifies you. Christ was just telling us the same thing. Are you, are you following me? You can read the rest. But they told us, somebody was just telling me this. Listen to me. Don't be deceived anywhere. It says, well, no, God cleanses us and washes us. God gives you the grace to open your eyes to see the highway of righteousness and holiness. Walk on it or you don't walk on it. Because he told us in Isaiah 1. Read me 16, please. Isaiah 1, 16. Yes. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Who is to wash himself or herself? God bless you. Not God. God has given us water. You are an adult. You are matured now. Not a baby. That every time you, you know, the, the mother provides water and then, uh, exactly. But then God says, this is the water. Go and what? Wash yourself. yourself. He said, I don't want to wash myself. He said, you know one thing, these people have problems. They don't want to wash themselves. I tell them the easy way and the right way they don't want to follow. Read me Jeremiah, please. 6, 16 to 17. Jeremiah 6, 16 to 17. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Mm -hmm. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not we will walk not in walk. it. That's what we do. We will not walk. Also, I set watchmen over you, saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not listen. We will not listen. Sanctification, purification and justification. Listen to me. I, even in Revelation, it was unbelievable. Revelation was telling us that after the 144,000 that they saw in heaven, but the, the next thing they did was they turned around and saw what? Multitude. But this multitude were people who did what? They have washed their own clothes. Listen to me. They have. They didn't wait on God to come and wash it. To wait on God to wash it is insulting the grace of God. I've given you everything. I've equipped you. But you still want me to come and put it in your mouth. It's like telling maybe a bird. You know a bird? <laughs> All these birds flying around. He said, the Lord provides for the birds and everybody. Then the little bird goes into the nest and stays there. Every morning just say, ah, the Lord will provide. That's the way it works. It's insulting God. You should get out there. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about? So let's leave that in our sanctification. We need to answer all this because I want to see if God will allow us to finish this in today. But he has his, his way. Then they said another thing. They said we are justified by what? Faith. faith. Once you have faith, you, are, you, are, you, you got it. Okay. I guess a dead man can have faith. Because if we are all what? Dead because of sin. We can have faith, right? Read me Romans 5, 5, 1. Romans 5, 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God mm -hmm. through our Lord Jesus through Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. But they misunderstand Paul. They couldn't read Paul completely, what Paul was talking about. Because Paul told us, told us one thing. That faith, read me Romans ten seventeen, please. Romans ten seventeen. Yes. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. Hearing by the word of God. Who has heard? 
who has had before faith is to hear the word of God, the truth. But who is the one who has had the word of God? The one who obeys the word. Remember Christ was even saying, read me John 8, please. 47 to 40, 51. John 8, 47 to 51. Yes. He who is of God hears God's words. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Mm -hmm. Then the Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, mm -hmm. and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. If anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. He's saying, look, you don't hear. You will not hear me because you don't do it. That's the difference. That's why Christ was saying one day, well, those who have ears to hear, what? Let them hear. And that is why that's narrow, that's straight and narrow gate, only very few that have ears to hear. Because some have ears, they can't hear. And they have eyes, they can't perceive. And they keep just going on. So faith, without what? Works. They say, is dead. Faith without righteousness and holiness is dead. Let's, let's put this thing because of time. Oh my goodness. Give me Romans 1, 17, please. Romans 1, 17. Right. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Which one comes first? <laughs> you see, look, let me tell you, the unjust is wasting his time Say he has faith in God. I mean, turn it around. It doesn't take, the unjust say I have faith in God. It's actually just wasting his time. It's vanity. Because how can you have faith in God when you don't fear God? When you don't depart from evil, you say, I have faith in God. You see, you see how it works? And there's no way to demonstrate faith. The actualization of faith is through works. People may think about works. Maybe we will not finish this in today. Because they think about what? The works of law. I'm not talking about circumcision. I'm not talking about don't drink, don't, don't eat, this, don't. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about good works. Love and obedience. Which is the first and the foremost distance. Without it, you cannot cross the other ones. The first works of love is perfect love for God and perfect love for others. And then obey implicitly. That's works of God. You see? That's why Christ said one thing. If you look at John 14, 12, he said, what? He said, those who believe in me, this is the way you will know they believe in me. The what? The works, the works I do. That's what they will do also. And that's the good works of God. So you look at faith. And actually, you know, that's, that's the situation that Paul himself, writing, was telling us one thing. Paul, who wrote that, was telling us one thing. Not even the hearers only. Read me Romans 2.13, 2, please. But they will, not, they will not tell people this. Romans 2.13. Yes. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. Remember, remember in Romans 5.1, right? Paul said that we're justified by what? Faith. But the same Paul writing said not the doers. Don't worry about it. 
Not those ones who call faith, 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 but those who actually are the doers. The same thing Christ said in Matthew 7, 21, going down. He said, not those who say, Lord, 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 shall enter into this kingdom, but those, not those who shout, faith, faith, faith. They're not going to enter there. And they turn around, you know, one answer, and they told us, see, and I don't know if we have time, James, 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 uh, <laughs> 17 to 20. James 2, sorry. James 2, 17 to 20. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Mm -hmm. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Mm -hmm. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. That's right. By my works, without works, it's of no use, you are claiming Making a claim. And then you know what? In the, the argument is this. And the argument many of them have presented. Is that, well, Paul was talking about Abraham. After all, Abraham that was blessed. Abraham had grace. We, we take a look at it now. Abraham had grace. But that grace was not actually... Let me tell you. Grace is not the completeness of salvation. Is the initiator initiates you? This is grace, unmerited favor, to what? To regenerate into His image. Now Abraham received something, but that was not completely finished. The finisher of our faith and our life did not finish it until later. Read me Genesis twelve, please. One to three. Genesis twelve, one to three. Yes, ma'am. Now the Lord said, unto, said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, mm -hmm. to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who curse, bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So let's stop it right there and say, Already Abraham has already made it. Is that possible? Remember there were angels in heaven. Whose domain were in heaven and were driven away. Then who was Abraham that God could not drive away? But something happened. Read me Genesis 22, 1, please. Genesis 22, 1. Yes. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. God tested Abraham. Almost like telling Abraham. Abraham, the time has come to walk that highway. Let me see if you're going to walk or not. This is God for you. Please, just, please listen to me. This is not the gospel of Uzurumba or anybody. Or your pastor. No. But the truth, you watch the truth and see it. Read me 12 to 18, please. You can see where everything now actualized. Genesis twenty two twelve to 18. Yes. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, mm -hmm. since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. 
as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Mm -hmm. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, mm -hmm. because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because, because. you have obeyed my Please, voice. Let's, um, um, we're about to stop for today. Because you obeyed my voice. If Abraham stopped in Genesis 12, he would not have gotten anywhere. I want you to know that. If Abraham, after that promise, and he goes about, many of us there were all promised. Let me tell you one thing. Because you would not have been here or anywhere calling upon the name of the Lord except you are drawn by him. He said, no man comes to me except what? I draw him. But if you stop right there and say, I don't care about this God, that's the end of it. It will not work. So if Abraham went on and disobeyed God, then he would have lost that. I'm telling you right now. He would have lost it. Why would you say that? Was Abraham actually in a greater position than Adam? Adam was the fourth born. Why don't we learn lessons from this thing? Adam was the first. And God told Adam, Adam, if, to be honest with you, without even saying a word, Adam gave, I mean, God gave Adam all the blessings. Because he was the first one. It's like he created him, what? In his image. But to Adam, you should not do this. If you do it, Adam, you're in trouble. That which I give it to you, I'll take it away. And Adam disobeyed, and that happened. If Abraham did, he would have lost it. Forget about it. Okay? And there would not have been any righteousness you are talking about because he disobeyed God. As simple as that. So that's when that was actualized. But now, see, the, the turnaround also says belief. Belief, belief. How can you believe in whom you don't know? You only believe in whom you know. And belief it doesn't work. Except also through, through what? Through what? <laughs> through obedience. That's the only way you can say, I believe in something. The reason why I'm going to summarize that right now is this. Because unbelief, what brings unbelief? Help me, help me. What brings unbelief? What brings unbelief in the scripture? Disobedience. Read me Hebrews 4, 1 to 4, please. Hebrews 4, 1 to 4. Yes. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Please understand that. Can you read that one more time? Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Mm -hmm. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. Mm -hmm. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Rested on the seventh day from all his work. And why didn't they enter? If you keep reading, it says, because of disobedience. Yes, verse 6. 6, yes. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, 
And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again. The, because of what? They didn't enter because of disobedience. So that is why Paul himself, they've been quoting Paul, said that there's only one way for righteousness and holiness is what? Read Romans 6, 16 and we close. Romans 6, 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death, or of obedience leading to righteousness? Obedience leads to righteousness. It's not imputed. It's not God, okay? Because God is righteous and now I'm righteous. Oh, yeah. I, I wish it worked that way. We'll all be in heaven. You see? So if we say that because God is righteous, everybody is righteous, then what we're saying that all the billions we have in this world, they all go to heaven. They don't have to do anything. So we have come that far, my brothers and sisters. And because of time, we'll, we'll stop. But next week, by his grace, if, we are, if I'm here, then we'll deal with a situation where it works. Judgment is according to works, not according to grace or faith or belief. Everybody is rewarded according to what he has done. And the first work begins love and obedience. Without it, you cannot cross to the other one. You must perfect and then that would just help in many ways. May the Lord mighty God, everlasting God, be glorified. May he give his grace unto all of us and his spirit to know his will. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at temonline.org. Our web address is temonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.